Every one of us having been in bondage to sin, we readily believe that sinful things are satanic. But do we believe equally that the things of the world are satanic? Many of us, I think, are still of two minds about this. Yet how clearly Scripture affirms that the whole world lieth in the evil one. 1 John 5.19 Satan well knows that, generally speaking, to try to ensnare real Christians through things that are positively sinful is vain and futile. They will usually sense the danger and elude him. So he has contrived instead an enticing network, the mesh of which is so skillfully woven as to entrap the most innocent of men. We flee sinful lusts, and with good reason. But when it comes to such seemingly innocuous things as science and art and education, how readily do we lose our sense of values and fall a prey to his enticements? Yet our Lord's sentence of judgment clearly implies that everything that constitutes the world is out of line with God's purpose. His words, now is the judgment of this world, clearly imply the condemnation of all that goes to make up the cosmos and would never have been uttered if there were not something radically amiss with it. Further, when Jesus goes on, now shall the prince of this world be cast out, He is stressing not merely the intimate relation between Satan and the world order, but the fact that its condemnation is linked with his. Do we acknowledge that Satan is today the prince of education and science and culture and the arts, and that they with him are doomed? Do we acknowledge that he is the effective master of all those things that together make up the world system? When mention is made of a dance hall or a nightclub, Our reaction as Christians is one of instinctive disapproval. To us, that is the world par excellence. When, however, to go to the other extreme, medical science or social service are discussed, there may be no such reaction at all. These things command our tacit approval and maybe our enthusiastic support. And between these extremes there lies a host of other things varying widely in their influence for good or bad between which none of us would probably agree on where to draw an exact line. Yet let us face the fact that judgment has been pronounced by God, not upon certain selected things that belong to this world, but impartially upon them all. Test yourself. If you venture into one of these approved fields, and then someone exclaims to you, you have touched the world there, will you be moved? Probably not at all. It takes someone whom you really respect to say to you very straightly and earnestly, Brother, you have become involved with Satan there, before you will so much as hesitate. Is that not so? How would you feel if anyone said to you, You have touched education there, or you have touched medical science, or you have touched commerce? Would you react with the same degree of caution as you would if he had said, You have touched the devil there. If we truly believe that whenever we touch any of these things that constitute the world, we touch the prince of this world, then the awful seriousness of being in any wise involved in worldly things could not fail to strike home to us. The whole world lieth in the evil one, not a part of it, but the whole. Do not let us think for a moment that Satan opposes God only by means of sin and carnality in men's hearts. 
He opposes God by means of every worldly thing. Oh, I agree with you that the things of the world are all in one sense material, lifeless, intrinsically without power to harm us. Yet even that itself should suggest that they are resistant to the purpose of God, as indeed is everything in which there is no touch of divine life. The recurring phrase, after its kind, in Genesis 1, represents a law of reproduction that governs the whole realm of biological nature. It does not, however, govern the realm of the spirit. For generation after generation, human parents can beget children after their kind. But one thing is certain. Christians...